So, Thanksgiving's apparently a thing. Apparently. And <laughs> apparently. And I cooked, a, I cooked a meal. It was fantastic. Mate, I've seen that. I'll have you know. I'm not going to lie, mate. Right? I, know it was, I, know, I know you had, like, scarce resources and there was only a few of you. And you're not. What the hell is that noise? <laughs> what the fuck is that noise? Someone's eating crisps. <laughs> Some... Someone is eating crisps on the show. <laughs> Is <laughs> chomping down <laughs> in the middle of this this candid opening. Like, I can honestly wholeheartedly say that was not me, but it just it's just not me. Someone right. was eating just. Uh, I truffles, mate. I know, I know. You had scarce resources, right? And it was you're not yeah. from there, and you know it's on a it's on a wee bit paying that, but that was the worst Thanksgiving dinner. I've seen hundreds. Are you of, actually you see having a lot movies about Thanksgiving dinners? Then you see yours, and you're like, Jesus Christ, man! I was like I American Council. Like, uh, it was a good. <laughs> it was a good no. effort. But Trust me, no. you're doing the projects. <laughs> I, ju- I I just want to. Uh, refute everything you've just said. Like I had <laughs> turkey, I had stuffing, I had potatoes. No, you know, no, I had an... you had you had all the, you had all the elements. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I just wanted done well. Aye, just like <laughs> such a small amount, just like the tiniest wee turkey. Like, it was like a wee tiny bowl, like a wee fucking. Like, so wee you're not the strongest cook, but did you not get yourself food poison once? <laughs> Right, so we're just going to begin this week. We're talking <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I'm unhappy with that. I'm really, I'm really upset. The police, uh, not the police, the fire brigade did show up at one point. What I'm fun? not going to lie. Basically, one girl, one girl was at, uh, in Jack's camp and that she didn't eat meat. So. Um, yeah, I had a KFC last night. Gonna stop telling people that I'm a vegan. <laughs> Those days I'm, not gonna, gone. I'm not gonna lie, I generally thought you were a vegan for last week. I'm 100% sure that when I left it for this country, you were a vegan. I, I when, was, I stepped, I, when I stepped when I stepped on the plane, I, you were a vegan. I'd say Higgins I don't is know just what... different sometimes. He's something. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very he goes back. back he's a very <laughs> special boy. Basically, so she was cooking a salmon and it started smoking. So we opened the fire escape, but there was a fire alarm at the fire escape. So the fire alarm in the building went off. So the fire brigade came out with an axe and they said, you know, you shouldn't open the fire escape. And here we are. What so an absolute kerfuffle, by the way. It was a kerfuffle, but it was all worth it for a very tasty Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I'm which, not going to lie, see uh, when I'm hearing you talk, I keep forgetting I'm, I'm part of the podcast. Like, I'm I was not even introduced to you yet, everyone. <laughs> Welcome this to is, Luke. You know, I was going to get to that, Nikki. This is Luke, everyone. Yes, Luke is our guest this week, which means we're not going to have any listeners, because I think he was the only listener for the past, like, five episodes. So, yeah. <laughs> I love in. you guys. I love he's, you guys. <laughs> he's going to be our resident Marvel expert uh, and today, Griffey. which is a lot of... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I've shagged Jack Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> Confessions like of a dangerous vines. I like that. Um, also, Nikki's here. Um, Hello. Unfortunately, uh, we've got Captain Greenpeace himself, Jack Higgins, <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> is Groot your favourite character? He actually is. Because he's a tree. Yep. <laughs> you have to oh, that? So, I cried myself. I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big <laughs> fan. I'm a big fan. Anyway, Guardians of the Galaxy. 
that's the one we're talking about today. It was directed by James Gunn, um, released in the summer of 2014, stars Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, uh, Batista, the animal, uh, Bradley Cooper, and Vin Diesel as five hoodlums uh, tasked with protecting the galaxy from the evil Ronan, the accuser. The film is the 10th entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and grows $773.3 million on a $232.3 million budget. It has 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. There we put up the full on Facebook and 93% of people gave Guardians of the Galaxy a thumbs up. Uh, a mere 7% of people uh, who only came out of the woodwork and like yesterday gave it a thumbs down. It was like 100% till last night and I'm deeply up. <laughs> um, so Andy Mitchell and Benji Hunter, if you are listening, um, go get yourselves to fuck because I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't. It's Can not horrible. You're upset with the results. I'm extremely Can upset with the results. The I don't understand how you can give this movie a thumbs down like at all. Like, I don't, I'm, well, I've seen this movie. I've only seen three movies three times in the cinema. One is The Incredibles two this summer. One is Star Wars The Force Awakens, and one was the first Guardians of the Galaxy film, which I've seen three times when it came out. I think it's absolutely sensational. Look, do you remember where you were when Guardians of the Galaxy came out four years ago? And when did you see it in the cinema for the first time, or did you catch it later on? I seen it in the cinema the first time, but like, I remember, so there's like a group of pals I had in school, we all went to see Marvel films together. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, when Galaxy Galaxy got announced, we didn't know who they were. Nice. Like, they just sounded absolutely shite. <laughs> like, a, big, <laughs> a big tree, a raccoon, an arsehole, and a green lassie. So we just thought it was going to be pish. Um, so I, like, I watched the first trailer for it, and I remember Hooked on a Feeling was just a pure uh, theme through the whole, all the trailers. Amazing. And I was like, oh, those are pure going to, like, focus on music because all the characters are shite. <laughs> And then uh, ended up seeing the film, and it was absolutely fucking sensational. Yeah, I think like what you're saying, it sort of echoes the sentiment. I was the same. I was purely, like, I'm not interested in a movie about a talking. Like I just kept focusing on the you're raccoon, and I was mm. like, I don't want to watch a movie about a talking raccoon. It was the uh, tree. I was like, nah. <laughs> it was the tree. It was the end. I was like, is this not Middle Earth stuff? Like, why is this in space? I don't know. But uh, Nikki, this was your first time watching it. As is the, the the point of the podcast. Um, it's maybe first time films, but I forgot to mention like who's the first time it is the last couple of weeks. But it was your first time. What are your first times? Uh, what did you Marcus. make of it overall? Mate, see, same as last week, mate. I'd love to know like because looks accuse me of being negative and stuff like that. But it's fucking brilliant. I wonder mate. why. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's so good, mate. I can't even believe this man. That actually hurt me. Like you say, brilliant, like wholeheartedly. I know it's brilliant. It was just see what Luke was saying there about the music. I loved that. It's just. Him being Lee Walkman, and I, I like the fact that none of them were like heroes. They were all just kind of a wee misfit group. I liked it, so it was brilliant. Bandits, aye. Aye, exactly. Bandits is a good I just word. loved it. Nice, nice. Thought it was funny you, you... stuff, entertaining. Are you, great. are you on something today? Or are you no. just like, are you no, completely, no. you're completely clean and sober? <laughs> okay. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. I'm just looking after your health, you know. You're on something. Uh, <laughs> Jack, you you've you've watched movies before. This was uh, your first wow. time watching this Whoa. one. <laughs> what a statement that is! Like, <laughs> what a statement! I'm just going out in a limb. You know, I'm going out in a limb. Just just taking a guess. What did you think of uh, uh, the Gardens of the Galaxy? Uh, I've got a few movies in my time. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, this, oh no, I think up there, it's definitely up there. Is, is uh, one of the favourites actually. It was surprisingly good. No, definitely. Whoa! This is crazy. No, I know. I, I mean, I can't hate. We all agree. I went into I know. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm getting on. That's why I hate it. <laughs> 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 no, I think it was class. Uh, kind of what Nicky was saying as well. Like, like we Walkman. That every every uh, song that was played was like through his Walkman sort of thing. Uh, I think that was like a nice wee feature. Um, the soundtrack was just unreal. I think the cinematics as well. If I'm going to be all fancy in that, like cinematics were class as well. I think the, the way the, the way that some of the scenes were shot were just class. Um, yeah. And do you know there's like a few things that happened in it, which I was just really glad about. See, like when uh, Drax just shoots that nebula before mm-hmm. letting her speak and all that. I fucking love things like that because. Mate, I, that I'm never, so shocked at that. That never happens in movies. I'm like, yeah, it's class. Just fucking shoot the bitch before she can speak. <laughs> I like <laughs> that. So like things like that was just like just kept, kept adding me brownie points for me. Like, I just kept thinking that's class. And some of the some of the dialogue was brilliant. Like just the lines that um, some of the characters said. Like um, that raccoon, um, what's his name, Rocket. Yeah. Um, one of the lines I was just absolutely creased at, and it's not even that funny, but he just goes like, you're making me beat up grass. I was just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> some, of the, some of the lines were just so simple, but oh, honestly, it's, no, it's definitely up there uh, for me. I love it. I, it I love it. Well, look, you were I was saying... obviously howling. Sorry, mate. No, no, it's all right. Carry on. I was going to say, like, I was honestly howling at everything that Batista said in it, man. Uh, yeah. He's oh, an mate, absolute Batista. comedy genius. I always thought Batista was kind of shite at acting as well, like most wrestlers. Uh, How fucking man. dare you? He's walked for miles just, inside so of the Batista, but He wasn't just like what he usually is, like just a big guy. He wasn't just in uh, it because he's strong. He was yeah, quite exactly. funny and stuff like that. Uh, exactly. He got a lot of praise after it. He got a lot of praise after like Glenn Close, who appears in the movie as Nova Prime, like an Oscar-nominated actress. Like she was pure saying like how impressed she was by Dave Bautista's performance in Guardians of the Galaxy, just the comic timing of it. Yeah, like everything he does is like so difficult to pull off, like because you can't be that low key and be funny a lot of the time. Like it takes like the right combination to have that presence. Yeah, Uh, look, I was going to throw it to you because you were saying you hadn't heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy before uh, you saw this movie. How familiar mm-hmm. were you with Chris Pratt? Obviously this is like his first big starring role in Hollywood and everyone knows Chris Pratt now, but before this he was only sort of known as the guy from Parks and Rec. The funniest know, so. guy in the world in Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, like I heard him before and I tried to think of any films I've seen him before this. Mm-hmm. And like he was always like a known guy. But see, like when you first see him in this, he's just so fucking ripped. I mean, <laughs> like the first like photos of him, and it's like they showed the difference between when he was in Parks and Rec and he was like a big fat mess, <laughs> and then like that bit. And the prison scene when they like like strip him down and like holds him, they only done that to just show his fucking six pack. Right. Like, like, see, I was so confused with it, because I'm so used to him being Andy Dwyer on Parks and Rec, and then I was just expecting that we'd just go back to that, like, being a cool weird stoner guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. it'd be funnier if he was still fat, like Dane Stallard, though, like, yeah. just suited the role a bit better. Yeah, well, Nicky, obviously, um, you weren't a fan of The Quiet Place, but it was actually meant to be John Krasinski who was to take this role instead of Chris Pratt. Uh, what what makes you think that this was the role for him? Like, obviously, we've seen the success he's had since. Like, why do you think this works so well? 
Because it just seems, he seems like a bandit, doesn't he? John Kerensky, whatever you pronounce his second name, he, look, he looks too good. I don't think I could really imagine him like stealing from people and stuff like that. But it's maybe because I've seen a quiet place, and obviously he's, he's Jim in the office, but Chris Pratt kind of looks quite a wee rascal. <laughs> he's a wee rascal. <laughs> uh, you can imagine him, like, obviously he goes with Hammers of Birds and stuff like that. Like, I don't really? think you could imagine that, that John Kerensky, really. Definitely. Yeah, he's too nice. Nah, nah, 100%. But see, like, I didn't... I was, see, at first I was dead confused, because obviously I'm not, like... But I think just Truff and look at, like, Marvel, but... I don't even know who anyone was. Like, see, you're saying you didn't know who the Guardians were. I don't know who like Thanos is and stuff like that. So, like, see, mm. when it done his big reveal, I was like, it just means nothing to me. Well, <laughs> Jack, I was going to bring that up. Obviously, this is the tenth entry in the MCU up to this point, and we do have the sort of connections into it, such as Thanos and he's referenced and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But this feels more like a standalone movie than Aye. anything else in the sort of rest Aye. of the MCU. Uh, how did you feel? Because I know you haven't kept up with the MCU movies religiously. No. Like, so you're sort of coming into it from that angle. How did you feel it did well to sort of connect into the stuff you knew while also being like fresh? Aye, I think uh, as a standalone film, it's brilliant. I think it, it's going to, even as a standalone series even, uh, with Volume one and two. I've not seen volume two yet. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm, yeah, I'm quite keen to watch it now because there's obviously that kind of <coughs> who's your daddy uh, dilemma. Who's your daddy? At the end, it's always like. <laughs> so I'm quite keen to find out what's going on with that. And then, uh, it's quite kinky, mate. Quite kinky. Very kinky. Very kinky. But um, I mean, I've only seen. I'm trying to think of from the MCU what I've actually seen this. Um, Black Panther. Avengers in that uh, Black Panther. I've not seen Avengers or Black Panther. No, Um, I haven't seen all the Avengers, but I've seen the first one. So I can Mm -hmm. can already kind of plan it in my head, like how it's going to, how it all links up. Um, So actually, this has sort of spurred me on to watch the rest of them, especially like all the the rest of the Avengers. Um, And then what was the... Oh, no, it's, it's the Avengers of Infinity War, isn't it? The one that's got Thanos right. in it and stuff. Yeah. So that's one that obviously yeah. is the sort of the lead up to all of them. So I'm quite keen to watch all those. Um, now, basically, I don't know where it starts. Do they all link in? Is that what happens? Aye, aye. aye. All, they go in phases. Aye. And like, to be honest, you can watch them in any order you want in that phase. But like, if you watch them when they were released, it like makes sense. You see, because I, I was talking to Gates Dad about it, and he was talking about Infinity War, and he said like it's the culmination of all these movies that have been leading up to it. And I was like, I don't know if uh, I've got yeah. a time to watch all these. Uh, see, honestly, well, I know a couple of folk who like who've asked me they've not watched any of them. Like, oh, where do we start? And well, the first one that came out was Iron Man, I which is a class film and its own. But like, I would always, always say to people if like to know if you like Marvel, just watch Guardians of the Galaxy, and that kind of sets the tone for the yeah, whole thing, uh, really. And since it's such a standalone film and doesn't connect to like Thor or Captain America, like you can watch uh, it and if you don't like, if you like the film but you don't like Marvel, then at least you watched a good film kind of thing. Like you don't have to keep up uh, with previous films and all that. Uh, that's basically awesome. what it's done for me. Like, I haven't watched that. It's now made me think, right, I do actually want to watch it. I want to take the time to watch the rest I, I want to know what I'm bored about that thing. Uh, uh, well, that's, uh, that's the that. thing. That, I wouldn't have even considered like taking the time to watch all the Iron Man and that because I wasn't really, like, Iron Man. Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> how, do you, how do you say that? Iron all the Iron Men. All the Iron Men. Iron Man, one, two, three. <laughs> all the Iron Men. 
<laughs> well, look, like, the, we do you arguably get the most important piece of information in this movie in the MC up to this point with the Benicio del Toro's the collector giving us the background on the Infinity Stones, and we know the importance of them going forward as well. Mm. Are they important? Um, they, oh, mm-hmm. So, like, see, throughout oh, the whole up until this point, it was like, like in the first Avengers film, uh, Loki had a like a thing called the Tesseract and it was just a, cu- a blue cube basically and it was just a thing he used against the Avengers but it turns out is like that's an infinity stone and then like another like Thor 2 there was yeah. another like space artifact and that was an infinity stone but they never mentioned it was an infinity stone uh, up until now where like there's a third one involved and then he says oh these are the infinity stones and these are the other ones and then you'll see a bit that Groot kind of looks over and you see like the cube that was on Earth so it's like we hint to the other ones. Uh, so exactly like that's cool. a throwback to like the other films. Mm. Then I'd uh, just like, so not nice, nice wee Easter eggs. But we've talked. So like, yeah, right. We've talked about some of the Guardians specifically. Uh, we did have a couple of fans of the show comment on who their favourite Guardians were. Sarah Grieve commented is in the post saying that Rocket uh, double exclamation point is her favourite Guardian of the Galaxy. And Ross McLeod said Quill, not just Peter Quill, Quill. Uh, just for the opening dance Friendly. sequence alone, you know, he's a big fan of that whole. Look, uh, we've talked about Batista, we've talked about Chris Pratt. Any of you going to send any of the other Guardians of the Galaxy some love today? What, the rest of them? Yeah. Like, Who's your favourite? I don't know, man. Like, Batista is class. Like, anything he says, and the fact is, he's like. He is a destroyer. He's a big boy, man. Yes. So you just can't help but love him. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, Gamora done my nothing in this. Uh, like, see, in Girls of Galaxy 2 and Infinity War, she's like, actually got a bit of character, but now it's like. Oh my god. Is yeah. she pretty my boring, wasn't she? Nah, you're my dad. You're my dad. You're That was a bit I was getting pissed off at. Like, Thanos is your dad. She's just pure bites. You see that? He's not my dad. He's not my dad. Like, all right, calm down. Ronan, he's purple. You're green. <laughs> Ronan's turned the wings against him. Um, <laughs> Nikki, Nikki, yes. what about you? What guardians oh, do you gravitate to? Rick you're a rocket fan. Ah, he's so funny. Just takes no shit, doesn't he? Bradley Just Cooper's best role. What? Bradley Cooper's Man, best I, I wouldn't even know it was him until I googled it. That That's pure. I was about to say that it's mental that it is Bradley Cooper because usually. Like a guy of his stature, you would want him in the film, like as an attraction. Yeah. But like they've made him voice a raccoon. So it's nothing like him. And does he sound anything like him? I don't think it's his best role, but like you've seen the hangover, obviously. He's in a car shooting paging Dr. Faggot. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. That's his I, love that movie. I love that movie so much. We that should definitely hilarious. do the hangover. We should find someone who hasn't seen it, if that's actually a thing. Uh Jack. You like, yeah, you, I, I don't you like I, I think Drax probably my favourite in terms of like uh, for comedic value. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, they've all got a sort of funny essence to them, apart from Grimora and Mad Mary Cow. But I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> getting on. She's alright. She's not listening to this. She's gonna eat it, no lie. Foxy, Gamora's sitting somewhere and she's absolutely stewing right now. <laughs> but do you know what? I'm kind of annoyed at least. Drax is Drax the destroyer, but he actually gets bitched about. After it gets day. fucked about so much. Uh, this right. movie, you're right. See what you think about it. Where was he? I seen the. What one was he? What one's Drax? 
Batista. Batista.
I just think a lot of times mm. superhero movies, kind of thing, like Marvel movies, the villains are just there to be killed. You're just watching them, just going down. Right. You're eventually just going to get killed at some point, aren't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do I do think that with Ronan, he, he drew a dud hand in that the Guardians had to set up Thanos, who we now know is one of not only the best villain in the MCU, he's one of the best cinematic villains of all time. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. He's the only one I cared about. He was only in it for two scenes. Yeah, but he, 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 he draws the dud hand. You can't make him too impressive, <laughs> otherwise he's going to usurp Thanos in this movie. He still needs to be seen as, like, you're you're good, but you're not quite Thanos. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but looks right, like Jack, we discussed it a couple of weeks ago, it was the Captain Marvel trailer, and that's the movie that Luke's talking about. Uh, Lee Pace will be back as Ronan yeah. in Captain Marvel, and it's a prequel, and we get to see perhaps more of him in his sort of aggressive younger days. Would you welcome uh, see more of Lee, Lee Pace's? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not excited for it. Like, I'm not putting John on my skin to be like, oh, I can't wait to see him again. Cause Lee Pace, of, where is he? Give me one. <laughs> <laughs> I must have more Lee Pace. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kind of on the same boat as Nicky and, and Luke, like, you're just going to, you will forget about him unless you bring him back, um, but there's a few times where, um, like, just the way they shot it towards the end, like, where he's death and that, where, mm-hmm. obviously, it's this really dramatic scene where the Infinity Stones, like, just absolutely reaping hazard, havoc across, like, that wee section, yeah. uh, and, um, and Quill's like fading away, like flaking away, like Voldemort. And <laughs> but you just like it's just like the way it's been directed. There's like just this like direct shot of his face, of uh, of Ronan's face. But he just looks not like a villain. He doesn't look scary or like uh, yeah, like angry or I don't know. It just looks to me. It was funny. I was just looking at him, going, "What have they done here? Like, what, what, what <laughs> yeah, uh, well, getting. Getting taken down by someone challenging a dance battle isn't exactly a good thing. I was going to bring that up, man. It's like, see, as we were talking about earlier on, if anybody else played Star Lord, see if that was in the script <laughs> of like, oh, Star Lord then does a dance battle before killing Ronan. No yeah. one else could have done that apart from this part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, it was good. It was he, good. Som- he somehow makes it work. I feel, like, right. a, I feel like he's taking loads of themes for Star Wars. Uh, uh, I was going to say that. I don't know if that was intentional, like, even the way it was directed. Like, see the sort of starship battles and that like they you know obviously there's only like a, 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 maybe a few uh, ways you could actually do it but the way they've shot it was like you know all the these uh, spaceships flying about shooting each other and that missing by the blab and then it was like you know um flipped to a shot of like the pilot mm-hmm. and it was very very like similar to how they done it in star wars like the same way so they'd show you like, yeah. they show you the wee fight scene then they would um you know, flip to a shot of the, the pilot and then flip back and it, it just that sort of same theme. And then even with uh, Ronan, like, speaking to, like, a hologram of uh, Thanos was similar to, like, the, the Sith, like, talking to the Emperor, do you know what I mean? Or, like, yeah, yeah. Even, even more so. Um, I can't remember the name now. Uh, in the, the newer Star Wars. Kylo oh, it's Snoke. Snoke. Yeah, Snoke. talking to well, him. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting about that is like this came out a couple of months before The Force Awakens. Uh, like so this actually predates uh, uh, the newer Star Wars like movies we've got in the Disney era. And we're gonna be discussing solo on the next episode. I actually think that um, this is kinda man. this is kinda what I wanted the Han Solo movie to be. Um I Aye, think, yeah, 100%. I think that uh, Star Lord is a better young Han Solo than actual young Han Solo. Uh, <laughs> like, like, I was meant to boycotted that film and you're making me watch it. 
Kate, oh, see, honestly, I, on a side note, I went to see that film not expecting much, and it was an absolute mess. It was worse than I thought. Yeah, I'm just no having it, mate. Like, the best thing about Force Awakens and that was that you were so buzzing for it. There'd been no Star Wars Aye. for ages. Now you're just getting Star Wars, you're shoved down your throat constantly. Uh, well, I don't care what We'll leave that until next time. We'll, we'll be happy this I'm week. I'm actually raging now. Ne- maybe positive look, in this episode. Like, <laughs> 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 one of the reasons we are happy is because we, we have someone here. Oh, we have such an awesome mixtape. <laughs> You know, we have such an awesome oh, mixtape yeah. to listen to. I, b- I better believe that you have this downloaded on your oh, phone. Oh, I've got it in fucking vinyl, mate. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's an absolute built-in <laughs> album, by the way. Uh, the, I think it was a good shout. Like, I think, I don't know if you'll agree, but see before, Gal- oh, sorry, it's, you see my ice cream van, and then, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the ice cream van coming down the street. Hey, anyway, look, you're <laughs> <laughs> He's got to go and get his glass bottle out and he'll be back in a wee second. I need to trade in my gingies. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, see, before Girls of the Galaxy, like, no other films have done, like, a soundtrack as well, you know what I mean? Like, I think after that, there was, like, there was, like, Baby Driver. Uh, like, Baby yes. Driver, like, focused. Oh, I know what I felt, by the way. But, like, pure focused on music, but I think, like, Girls of the Galaxy was the first one to nail it, like, it wasn't just songs within the film, but like they concentrated that this was a mix, it was a tape that he was given. Like it's a pure theme for the whole thing. Like uh, he goes back after like breaking out of prison to go back in and get the tape. Because his mom gave him it. And uh, like on a side note as well, he waited to how long, twenty-five years later, to open that box for his mom. Uh, and he was like, <laughs> like yeah, was And he's he's been listening to the same nine tracks for twenty <laughs> years. I'd be like, I'm scudder, I'm Martin Gay. <laughs> I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm sweet, I want something else. Exactly. Just, you know what I mean? But uh, the second one, that, the both mixes are absolutely belters. But I feel like yeah. this film, it was just absolutely brilliant. <laughs> yeah, this, this sort of changed the game for it. And Nikki, like, you you were mailing last night and you were saying how happy you were to hear Hooked on a Feeling by Bo Sweet. Yeah. Uh, I know. Because, because of the connection to uh, one twi- Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Ca- I will. I Dogs and Katie absolutely hates it, mate. I used to just play it constantly. And she's so angry when I do singing Hooked on a Feeling. It's brilliant, mate. It's obviously, it's all I really thought about because it's in Reservoir Dogs, but like, that's another film, Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction both have amazing soundtracks. And it was good that he took a wee song for that. I don't know if it's like he'd thought about that, the fact that it's in Reservoir Dogs, but it was good. I think there's something about like when the characters in the film are listening to music or like playing the music like if you see them press play and then the song comes on there's something about that that's like more in, that has more impact than like just the music playing in the background sort of thing aye there's a bit so of Paul where Butch like, is singing one of the songs and aye. I think you notice it more because because he's he, he's connected with songs not just like what Luke said it's not just on in the background uh, and even in, in Pulp Fiction when uh, like she presses play, that like she puts the song on. Aye, um, girl, you'll be a woman soon. She puts that on. Aye, uh, exactly. Is it the Reservoir Dogs where, um, like, they're torturing a guy and he put on Stuck in the Middle of oh, You? Oh, mate. Yeah. He's put dancing Aye, about like... it and he cuts his ear off and that. Right. It's amazing. Uh, like, that makes that song so much more class because, like, he was just, like, cutting a guy's ear off while he was dancing it. Aye, <laughs> see, I feel like there is, there's loads, obviously, loads of songs that you hear and think about movies. Like, I can't hear Bohemian Rhapsody without thinking about Wayne's World, the bit where they're singing oh, that and headbanging and stuff. It's just nice. so cool, man. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, Jack, um, I wanted to throw it back to you because obviously a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the contrast between humour 
and uh, you know comedy and uh, seriousness in a movie and how that can juxtapose each other really well. This movie goes on to be a comedy. However, it starts off with a young boy's mother dying of cancer. Um, horrible way to start the movie. Um, but do you think it's effective? Um, or would you sort of uh, find it quite jarring going from that scene? Because I forgot that scene. <laughs> that. Is that Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> never get uh, out, so he's I, a second time. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I forgot that scene was there and found it quite jarring. I actually go back and watch it. I was like, fuck, that's you can't really get your opinion over the ice cream van. Ask him if he likes Guardians of the Galaxy. No, it's a tangent. It wasn't oh, commitment. He's actually he's, he's just there and he keeps playing it. I'm so, oh, there we go. That's fine. Right. Sorry, I'm guys. Trying to get a tenner to buy an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm to be quiet. How much do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely him. <laughs> I know. American prices for a tenner. <laughs> a tenner for an ice cream. Just buy out, buy out his ice cream. Buy him out. Uh, Jack, Jack, I forgot what I asked you, <laughs> but see what you like. I uh, basically. No, I think you were saying that you basically forgot about the first scene. Um, yeah. I was just saying I completely forgot about it until they brought it back up again at the end. Mm-hmm. And then and then I did scratch my head going, like, what Luke said, I was scratching my head going, like, why has he had that be present the whole time? Like, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Shoot, your mom specifically tell your son, open it when I'm gone. <laughs> Like, I know, he didn't hold the hand and he's not got the common decency to open a present. I know. We fucking spark on us. <laughs> but was, she wasn't really gone though because he hadn't let her go. You know, he hadn't come to her. Shut up. Nicky's nigga, he just gone right in there. For Ogre. sake, that Ogre's was have layers. <laughs> Onions have layers. You know, movies have layers. No, it's just true. It's I mean, true. I hate nitpicking films because they're films at the end of the day. Like, um, week in and week out, when I listen to you talk about films, Jack and Nicky just talk about like wee things. Like, why do you know just do that? Like, I hate bringing up the fact he never opened the box. Someone like asked, right, just carry on. But it still annoys me. Like, see if you're listening to the same nine tunes for twenty years, you'll be like, "What man? Just I am scum." You don't want to do a podcast, mate. That's the end. No, well, I wanted to bring up before we end uh, this first part, James Gunn uh, sort of put himself in the map and he's set for life after making Guardians of the Galaxy. He was a producer on this. tweets as well. Oh, fuck off with the tweets. Like, but obviously, <laughs> as we now know, he's been fired off of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and won't be coming back. We reported the news a few weeks ago that he's meant to have signed on for Suicide Squad 2 to write and direct it. Um, Look, we'll go back to what we had the discussion on a few weeks ago because I'm interested in your take on it. Mm-hmm. Do you want him to write, do Suicide Squad 2 or would you rather see something original and new from James Gunn? See, I think I was agreeing with you when you spoke about it a few weeks ago when you said you went to see Suicide Squad. I said that really well, Suicide Squad. Suicide um, Squad. <laughs> I wouldn't see it, but like, I mean, I, I love Marvel, but obviously I'm a big fan of superheroes in general. But mm. see when this like the trailer and all that came out and I was not buzzing for it because I knew it was gonna be horrific. And it was, it was so bad. But <laughs> uh, terrible. But it could be like it, it's got so much potential, but they're seeing as DC are rushing a universe and it's like they're trying to squeeze everything in the one film. It's not good. Catch but, up, aren't they? Aye, but I feel like as a shame I am with James Gunn, like I feel like Guardians 3 is gonna be kinda fucked. Like it's never gonna like live up to the it. But 
with Suicide Squad 2, I feel like he's going to take that on his own and he's not, like, if they say, oh, you need to make it one big universe, he's not going to really listen to them in a way. Like, he is going to make that his own film and he's going to make it as best it can be. And he's also going to try and make it as best it can be so he can get it up Marvel and be like, fuck you, so fire <laughs> yeah. it. Like, I think it's a good move for them, but like, that's where you do something good, isn't it? Just give the money to somebody that's really good at things and just go, on yeah. you go, well, like, do your thing. See, the, th- the thing is, with Ant-Man, with no recent Marvel film, but and that was supposed to be like one of the first Marvel films to come out. And Edgar Wright, the guy who made Shaun of the Dead, what was it? Hot Fuzz. He was meant to direct it, and he came out of Comic Con with like an Ant Man comic, and he was pure buzzing for it. And then apparently, like after filming or halfway through filming, he got sacked because they kept wanting to like push this like I think he, like, universe ended stuff. Ended up just producing that or something like that. It, 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 I've heard, I've read that somewhere as well. That he, he, ste- he became like an executive producer instead of like an actual creative force. He said a lot of bad things about it. He was like, uh, Did he? like mocking me Marvels and absolute. Uh, he said he like mocking me Marvels and absolute pain in the ass because like they're constantly <laughs> watching over him. Like he's a director of a film. He's the main guy. Like he's watching over everything. Like approving everything. And there's a guy above him telling him, "No, you can't do that." And he's like, "Oh, well, I'm not really the director then." And Which is still does, but I feel like Ant Man's Edgar. You just have all your own decisions. There's no studios saying what you need to do. Just you write it and you make it how you want to make it. That's a good point, Nicky. Um, but I think it's actually, it shows the skill of James Gunn to go into this house because when you are making a Marvel movie, you're playing in someone else's like yeah. toy box, like 100%. you know. So you need to try and find a way to put your own personal stamp on it while also uh, like playing by their rules, doing the stuff they want you to do. And I think James Gunn rides that wave like perfectly in I mean, the Galaxy. James Gunn and the, the Russo brothers, like I think that's probably the main reason why the Russo brothers got like the Infinity War job and the Avengers Soul job because when you've seen Civil War and you've seen Winter Soldier, they were individual films that you could identify from the other totally. MCU films. But like with other MCU films like Iron Man 2 and fucking Thor 2, like yeah. the, the, they kind of mould into one, like they've got the same cinematography, they've got this roughly the same dialogue, they're yeah. after the same thing, which is just a filler film for the next Avengers film. So, mm-hmm. like the Russo brothers and James Gunn are the only two directors I could probably tell you that, like, have honestly put a personal stamp on their films and just made it their own. I like it. I think you've got more with the, I liked what Taika Waititi did with Thor Ragnarok oh, as I well. Um, and I'll be interested to see if he might be the one to take the reins with Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, That's a good show. I wouldn't be opposed to that because I watched What We Do in the Shadows actually for the first time a couple of nights ago, uh, mm-hmm. which was one of his earlier films. It's, it's fantastic. It's so is good. that uh, Johnny Depp? No, no, that's... What is that? Uh, is that Dark Shadows? I that's that dark, that's dark Shadows. Oh, right. Yeah, What We Do in the Shadows, it's a, it's a mockumentary about vampires living together in Australia. And they're sort of like... <laughs> Bogan vampires, it's hilarious. See, now we've got Johnny Depp, can I just ask something quickly? But I know that's yeah. what they planned it. Has anyone seen Fiends Again? Gundelwald? Uh, yeah, me and Jack, we're going to do like a wee mini review. If we're that's, right. that's fine. Uh, we'll wait till it runs. That's a wee surprise. Jack, Jack. Me. you never told me about that. I can't be. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about me. <laughs> Jack, Jack thought it was class. I was very angry walking out the cinema. Heard this pretty and the last and only in the last couple of days have I come. I, I feel like I walked out of Empire Strikes Back for the first time. 
is all I'm going to say. But if you, if that's how big it is, like it does some really huge things. And I was just like, that is ballsy. The only thing I don't understand is the name of it. I don't understand why it's been called Crimes of Grindelwald because... Completely agree. There's actually nothing well, to do with the Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> he doesn't do any crimes. I read that. He actually, he followed... She's like in her 20s. What's yeah, that? the canon's kind of, the canon's kind of fucked. Well, no, I, like, right, so basically, like J.K. Rowling has never actually specified like anyone's age in it, and there's like so many theories about like what what age people should be in that. So the the sort of like fandom of Harry Potter believe that McGonagall should be about seventy or eighty or something around the Battle of Hogwarts, which takes place in nineteen ninety seven, which would make her born in I think it's like the thirties or something. Uh, so. And she's she's a teacher, so it means that she was either not born or there's a theory that she was born I can't even remember the, the right the right date, but basically it would make her like six years old and like the head of Gryffindor, which wouldn't make sense obviously. So I think you've just to I think you've just to assume that any like date that's been given to anyone's age, like uh, like birth date is wrong because Dickie yeah. always never ever specified a date for anyone. Even though and she's given she's given people birthdays and that, like characters' birthdays, but she's never really given them like dates. And it's just really yeah. up to the fandom that they've come up with like, these ages and that. It still doesn't make right. any sense, and but like, if you want to hear more about Fantastic Beasts the Kind of World, you can listen <laughs> nice to our podcast that'll be on <laughs> Back Get that plug in. Back to the Galaxy. What are we doing? Yeah. Are we doing that? <laughs> we'll be doing a wee mini review on it. Yeah. Separately. Smashing. We'll discuss this off here. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy, Quite. final thoughts. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Luke, give it a score out of 10, uh, and just overall, why you like it. See, honestly, right, see when I first seen it at the time, I was like, perfect film. But see, watching it yesterday, I was like, I don't know if it's because I've seen it that many times, but I'm still going to get a 10, because there's not nice. really oh, the only thing. A 10 is these first appearance. Is that the first 10 <laughs> on this podcast, by the uh, way? It's, uh, very bal- that- it's a very ballsy move to give it a 10. I like it. If anybody disagrees with me, I'll fight them. I'll batter fuck it every single one. Mental hurt, I can batter every single one. Um, it's just such a like you can put it on. It's one of those films like you just there's not like a sad bit in it. Oh, there is. Like, I'm all dying, but the first scene. Apart from the apart from the mom dying and the kids, the kid dying and his wife dying. Yeah. You can put it on and it like it's just a good film and like Chris Pratt's such a likable guy, so. And it's just like a good origin film for them. Like I feel like superhero films, like origin films, are getting to a point now they're just so bland. Like a tragedy happens, they learn about it, and then they'll go on and like do good with their powers. But with these guys, it's like they were forced together, and like they just had to learn to work together. So I feel like it's a good superhero origin film originally, and it's a good original film in general. Nice, I like that. Uh, Nikki, I was yes. expecting you not to like the movie, I'm not going to lie, I'm so happy you have liked it. Give it a wee score out of 10 and a wee pose instead. Uh, eight and a half. It was just, no, nah, nine, nine, I'll go nine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, he's given eight and a half to movies, he's absolutely <laughs> slated before. <laughs> I was about to say that, I was like, I think the system has the no, no like, <laughs> correlation at all. It just doesn't make any sense. On Nikki's scale, I thought this would be like a 17. Like, I um, thought that. I mean, I, I completely agree with what Luke said. I always struggle watching Disney films because there's just impending sadness constantly. You're watching it fucking happy and you're just like, this is all going to go to shit. But Gardens of Galaxy, it just doesn't. It was just happy. It was just good fun. And then the good guys run at the end. Well, no, really. And there's cracking tunes as well. Aye, Nice, Brilliant. Nice. I just, I just loved it. It was, it was just dead easy to watch as well. You weren't like 
Aye. It wasn't like I had to force myself to concentrate. It was just, just kind of going through it. It was good. Enjoyed it. It was good. I'll watch it Jack. again. I'll watch the second one actually. Jack, what are you going to? Yeah, I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight. I think it's definitely up there as like a, it's basically what the guys are saying. Just a movie you can sit back and watch and just really enjoy it. There's fucking tons of comedy in that. All the characters are, are likable. Apart from that green bitch, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that green bitch, you know. Fuck's uh, sake. The only thing that would maybe stop me from giving it a nine compared to like last week with the prestige and stuff is it doesn't have like a, a psychological element, like a twist, or like a plot twist or something that you weren't expecting, which is something that I, I just like in a movie. That's no, that's no like a fault of it. It's just that mm-hmm. it stops me from giving it a nine or a ten. Yeah, because it doesn't have something else that I just go, oh, that's a fucking, it's an onion, like we we're talking about, like, oh, like, do you know oh what I mean? Oh my god, Apart man, you're going to sell t-shirts with that, by the way, said that at least three times. We are man. the onion. I was so worth it, didn't I? It's an onion. <laughs> now you see podcast. my also negative, I think. Big fan, big <laughs> fan, love the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the t-shirt. We're going to try and make it a wee, a wee slogan. It's an onion, mate. <laughs> wait till we wait till we do something like Inception. I'll never say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the most miserable old bastard. <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to. I've been thinking about it. I think I'm probably going to give it the same score I gave the Prestige last week, which was nine and a half out of ten. Um, Which, why is the point five bag. no coming in? I because it, it doesn't. I don't it like doesn't. Point, point five. Why? Why is that a half mark? Uh, well, if you if you read my award winning. Uh, film review blog, the hottest review blog in Erskine for a number of years, back in the day. You've only read one of them, yeah, my emotional one. Oh, aye. Yeah, well, as soon as you talk about stuff like that, man. You get her. We should totally do a Love Simon review. Like, everyone would want to no. listen to it. It's great. No. I'm telling you. <laughs> nah, I'm telling you, man. It'd be great. Think of the numbers. Is she? Uh, are you exploiting yourself, Truffles? <laughs> I'll sell my body for numbers, look. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I'll, I'll shag a guy on it. It looks the biggest fan, so. Looks been doing that for years, man, selling his body. Hold on, ten percent. I'm only watching this so I can get to Truffles closer. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I give it a nine and a half because I think it perfectly. It's a movie that does what it wants to do, and that sounds like the most simple thing ever. But like, it goes out with a mission <laughs> to do something and it's does it. It just succeeds at it, yeah. And it's like what Luke said, it's something I could put on like time and time again and never sort of get bored of it. Yeah. Because I know what I'm getting from it. It is it is like a McDonald's breakfast, it is like a KFC in the morning. You know what I mean? Like what? it's gonna make it's gonna make me feel good. You know? Oh my god, he's he's threw it back to the start of the podcast. Oh my god, it's a record at that point. It, it <laughs> people a... don't know that Luke's had a breakfast <laughs> well, you know what? The people know now and I'm happy that the people know, you know. And hopefully, wait a minute, look, did you get a McDonald's breakfast? Yeah? Yes, I did, mate. Did you remember, like, to make sure you ordered it so you had your filling in it? Because I know some people who, when they buy stuff, people, they forget. Oh, yes. They forget to, (laughs) they also forget to watch the movies they're meant to watch for coming on the podcast that week. Listen, Conor McCann. I'd like like to just say hello to Conor McCann. Me and him were supposed to make our first public appearance together as a couple, and he's absolutely pied me. He has pied (laughs) me. Because he is a miserable bastard. You never intended to watch that movie. I know he didn't intend to watch. I think he no. <laughs> I think he 
thought that he intended to watch the movie. I will call it Cans of Pervert. And that seems like a perfect way to end part one of the show. Uh, when we come back, we will be talking about the new Disney Plus streaming service and all the Marvel shows that will be launching on that and our opinions on them. We'll be talking about the Lion King trailer and we'll be doing our wee debate segment again and we'll be debating on the shows that we oh, want I to see. Wait. I can't wait to debate this time and win. Oh, see you in part, part. See no, in part truffles. two. See you in part two, everyone. Alright, so we're going to start with this wee debate thing we've been doing recently. In fact, we're not going to, because that wouldn't make any sense. Oh, no. get a grip, Truffles. I know. <laughs> I, I haven't written down the order. Get a grip, Truffles. I really think I should be replaced. Fine, so I think someone else to do this. Nikki, we're going to start So, off. guys, we're back here the first time for the podcast. <laughs> I've been usurped. Oh, no. <laughs> my plan all along mate <laughs> so Disney Plus is going to be a thing it's the streaming service from Disney that's going to uh, take over the world and put everyone else out of business and we're all going to be working for the mouse uh, in his house uh, by the year 2020 uh, but there have been a number of Marvel shows announced um, for the service uh, I had a, I was having a look at a screen run and an article earlier on and they were saying that three shows have officially been confirmed by Disney for the streaming service. One of them is a Loki show starring Tom Hiddleston. Uh, one of them is a, a Bucky and Falcon show starring Sebastian Stan and whoever plays Falcon. I've forgotten his name. Falcon Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Falcon. Thank you, Luke. What would I do without you here today? And <laughs> then the third I'd... one is going to be uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley's older sister, Elizabeth um, starring as Scarlet Witch in her own show as well. Uh, so look, I give you these, I present to you these three options. Uh, first of all, will you be subscribing to the Disney streaming service? And would you would these shows' existence uh, play a part in your decision to do so? In all honesty, mate, right, as much as I love the MCU and as much as I love Marvel, and I love Disney as well, see those bastards, they'll charge you 25 pounds a month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so loving true. this, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, the thing is, they give you the shows, but I'm pretty sure I read those three announced shows, they're only on for one or two seasons, and then that's it, I cut the shot. Yeah. Um, so, like, as much as I would love to sit and, like, to be fair, a Bucky and Falcon film sounds fucking class, because mm-hmm. uh, they had good chemistry in Civil War, and I thought that would be pretty funny, but, like, I mean, Scarlet Witch, she's got the weirdest accent ever in the film she's no good yeah. accent she starts off Russian and she becomes American yeah. and then to be honest she's a bit of a sparkle I'm not really a fan of her <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's a sp- no, you said sparkle the other day actually I had to look it up aye <laughs> <laughs> right you looked it up you're an urban dictionary type man but looks sounds <laughs> yes I was like what the fuck does sparkle mean I loved it you're I such a dweeb Oh, filthy spackle. That was amazing. <laughs> but as much as, like, I don't know, I'm in a bit of yeah, like, between a rock and a hard place because if you subscribe to it, you have every MCU film you can want. But I'm not that much a fan that I would sit and fucking go through them all every single day. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I would subscribe to it to watch one film. So, say if you said to me, oh, we're going to do Guns of Galaxy 2, 
mm-hmm. then I'd probably subscribe to it just to watch that film so it's like easier. Yeah. But for, for a monthly subscription, I don't think it's worth it. Right. Fair it enough. really depends Fair on enough. how much it is and like, is there an option for student discount? Yeah. I'm, I'm saying £25, <laughs> by the way. £25, and see if it is, I'm going to phone them. Aye, well, if, it's a, if it's a yeah. 10 or a month or 12, 99 a month or something for student discount, then I'll maybe take it up and the, like, take them up and offer But if they're going to yeah. charge an absolute fortune for it, then it's not really worth it because. But I mean, it, it really depends on how how harsh they're going to be if they take it off everything, like if they take everything that they own, like all the Disney stuff, all the Marvel stuff mm-hmm. off it, every yeah. other sort of... Well, they are. Um, they are. They're taking them all off Netflix, and they're uh, taking all the Daredevil stuff apparently over. Uh, with Trump, are they, are they no? Have they no made that? Or they're making or made a film just for the uh, the service? Like, Lady, no, Lady and the Tramp is the one they're making for the service. Yeah. Um, Nick at that, by the way. I'm a fuck watching that. Uh, yeah, it is one that no one really cares about. Uh, to be honest with you, yeah. like I, I've, I think I've seen it once. Lady and the Tramp two. Uh, Patches Adventure is much better. Direct to video release. I love that movie. <laughs> um, Nikki and Jack, did you know any of the names I just mentioned? No, mate. Uh, I, you sent me, <laughs> <laughs> me two articles. One was like about it happening, and the second one was all those people. I didn't read the second one. I looked at it and seen something about Loki, and was like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Does this? this is <laughs> Loki. Loki's Scottish cousin. Uh, it's just I'm not gonna I, I, like see what Luke said. The only reason for him to get it is because he's an MCU fan. I'm no, so there's no reason for uh, you're no. Nah, never knew that. Shut up. <laughs> um, nah, I don't know. I just, it was going to happen eventually. They can't just keep keeping their things out when they could be making all the money off it themselves when it's the stuff that they've made. So it makes sense, but. Mm-hmm. It just seems to have done it a bit late now. Everyone's used to Netflix and Amazon Prime yeah. to a certain extent. That's fair enough. And it's annoying we can't, I, I don't want to talk about the Star Wars stuff they've announced this week, which is arguably more of a draw because of what, they'll save that to next time. So. But I, but we'll argue about that next week. If you don't think so, then you're a maniac. No, nah, um, I'm saying earlier on, it's just Star Wars shoved down your throat all the time. Oh, fuck off. I'll take all this Star Wars they shoved down my they're throat. Just, they're just relaxing. Like, they'll release a streaming there that said they'll be like, what we do to get I'll people fucking, to, to buy it? I'll, I'll make it Star Wars. Everyone I'll fucking it. spit and swallow as much Star Wars as I can take. Whoa, <laughs> what's going on? Where's this going? <laughs> Feed me more. Anyway. Right. Uh, so basically, Jack, um, thoughts? <laughs> on, the, the Marvel on stuff. what part? You expect this one? Jack, what? what? This do you think I can put down my gum? <laughs> <laughs> I really wouldn't know, mate. I wouldn't know. Uh, but I can. Um... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've lost all the mental finesse by the way. I've lost all credibility this week. Here, Jack, what do you think of um, (laughs) (laughs) of Truffles' question, whatever it was? (laughs) (laughs) How many fingers am I holding up? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Jesus. <laughs> what? Mickey, so, we're going to go on to the weeds. Or you want to say something? It's a man of judgment. I've heard about some of the names you mentioned there. And I've actually mm-hmm. gutted because I didn't realise that Loki was one of them. I never read. Uh, Loki? I thought I had. I didn't realise Loki was one of them. 
Uh, I didn't realise that what I'm going to talk about, I just don't play them in thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fucking annoying because, well, I'll tell you a wee bit. I considered Tom Hiddleston for a, for a part in my wee um, uh, oh, show. Oh, aye. Oh, we get to do this now, Nicky. Uh, hey, you're going to be so the I'm, judge this so week. I'm man. Right, so yes. what, what's, what we're doing? We're doing, you have to present to me your ideas for a Marvel character that's not yet had a film or a series. What you would, what you would is do. Is it for a series or is it for it's a It's a TV show. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's TV show. Right, so look, you can go first since you're, since you're new. Are we going right into this? Because Truffles can't handle asking any more questions. Hi. <laughs> can you just jump right for the Star Wars? You've got the floor. <laughs> right, so the idea I'm kind of cheating, like no cheating, but what? see since. <laughs> you need remember, since... by the way, I, don't, I won't know who any of these people are. So. Right, that's fine. So I'll just tell you the character. So in Iron Man 2, there was we when introduced a character called Black Widow. Well, you know who that is. It's, I uh, fucking knew it. Scarlett Johansson, right? Yes. And uh, so she's always been a character in Marvel in general, right? She's a secret agent and she's like a Russian spy and she was like from a young age. She was like brought up, like abused, like into becoming this the greatest agent possible, right? Uh, but they've always like hinted at a film or a TV show. But since that Iron Man Two came out in two thousand and ten, I think, right? So ever since then, there's just been hints of it, but nothing been confirmed. So I'm saying they will bring out a TV show Aye. with her in it, um, and it'll just be covering like her backstory, how she became such a great agent, leading up to like meeting the Avengers, meeting Nick Fury. Because like in Avengers 2, you won't know, but in Avengers 2, there's a, like, a flashback, and she's getting, she's like in a Russian hospital or something, or some kind of school, and she's strapped down to her bed, and she's getting injected with stuff, and then she's getting battled, and then she's like, whole loads of, but it's like all like different flashbacks, but nothing like explained. So I think they should make a TV show elaborating on how aye, what she became, aye, what actually happened and how she became this great agent. Because now when you see her, like she handles every situation, like she's in the Avengers, like a team of people who have got superpowers and she just knows how to shoot a gun. So you want to know <laughs> how that she can like take down aliens and wheeze and everything. So aye. I think that's probably the best bet. Right, that was good. Right, Higgins on you. Cheers, so <laughs> Whoa. have you ever, you've not seen X-Men, Nicky, no? Nope. No. Well, when I was really young, the pure right. old one. Well, do you ever remember a character called Nightcrawler? Nah. Chance. I just remember the guy with the wee glasses thing. What was the glasses, obviously? Glasses. Cyborg or something? Cyclops. Cyclops. I said Cyborg, no Cyclops. Cyclops. Does it tell me the time? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I thought he said he's lost that game. He's, he's lost it. <laughs> You've ruined that shit. Shove a fucking psychop down your gum. Psychop. Hey, carry on. Shut up. Before I just lose what? you straight away. Okay, cool. Hey, you can't tell me. Hey, you can <laughs> yeah, I can't even believe that just happened, by the way. So there's a character who um, is a part of the X-Men trilogy um, called Nightcrawler, who has the powers to teleport. Basically, he sort of puffs into like a, like a sort of small like black smoke, and he appears somewhere else, basically from without the, like, uh, out with the smoke sort of thing. So he just teleports in short um, bursts sort of thing. Um, he also has the ability to, well, he's just got like really good combat and stuff like that. He's very agile, like, really, he's built really thin and stuff. So if you can kind of imagine that, right. he also has blue skin, sort of like mystique. 
Um, and the thing is, similar to what Luke was saying, you don't really know much about his backstory or anything else. But we sort of know is that he's a practicing Catholic. And um, in the first film, when he, he sort of he has tendencies to like recluse himself and isolate himself and go off because he does have quite a trouble. Um, I've done a wee bit of reading just on his background. I never really know too much about it, but um, he grew up in Germany, so he's got an accent as well, which makes him quite unique to maybe like some of the other ones Aye, that are American, yeah, like American stuff. So I've basically come up with this wee idea. So Kurt Wagner, which is his, his human name, um, Nightcrawler being his his given name for the X Men, but you basically follow him. This is going to be set sometime after the the X Men trilogy, um, before all the sort of first class and. Um, I can't remember the names. Apocalypse. Apocalypse, things like that. So it'll be somewhere in that, that region. Aye. So basically, he'll be in his sort of mid to late 30s or like just, um, yeah, sort of between 30 and 40, I'm not really sure. And the story sort of takes off with the, the election of a new Pope who is played by Christopher Waltz. So he's this <laughs> So basically, he's at his inauguration. This is going to be like one of the first scenes of the first episode. It's the the new pope's inauguration. Christopher Walks obviously up in the balcony in the Vatican, and there's this you know record attendance um, at this like first sort of papal mass. Um, the new pope sort of talks about his new ideals and whatever else, um, and it seems like all these people like just love him. That like have such admiration for him, and everybody was like. Um, sort of anticipating this happening and couldn't wait for it to happen. But this uh, new Pope has like seriously radical views that he's basically like as strict as Catholicism already is, even though it's not obviously people who you know count themselves Catholic um, now aren't really practicing Catholics, but he's basically like forcing these people to go back to what Catholicism was like, like, you know, in days, okay, of, three days, in days of old. So like, but these people are, these, uh, these views are like far more radical than you can think of. That really about ends and it's basically like, you know, it, it um, includes like doing really, really weird sacrifices, things like that. Anyway, so Nightcrawler, um, or Kurt Wagner at this point, goes to the, being a, being a practicing Catholic at the time, um, he travels from Germany where he was originally living to the Vatican to go see this papal mass. Um, he's like appalled by the views and like obviously disagrees with them and can't understand why everyone seems to be like, you know, following him. Um, so it begins to question not only like the corruption or like the, the Catholic Church and like what's going on and why, you know, such a, a weird man or such a crude man has been like elected, but he starts to question his faith as well because he's like, like, what do I really believe in? Like, what is this, is this someone who's been represented to like to represent my faith? And um, like, do I believe in it sort of thing? So given Christopher Waltz character, the new Pope, a name, which is Pope Justice, but spelled like the Latin way, obviously. And he's actually a mutant, un unknown <laughs> to the rest of the world, and he has uh, telepathy, which he's using to indoctrinate all these people. So he's, he's basically like get, gaining all of like these followers and across the world, even like people are converting from like Islam to Catholicism, like everywhere across the world that's like busting out and in, in, uh, like pockets across the world. And all these people are like worshiping this new Pope and also like you know adhering to all these um these new ideas so basically it's basically you're following nightcrawler as he seeks to expose the catholic church's corruption from within um and get to the kind of core <coughs> to get to the core of his faith and like um try and take it down and it'll obviously end it's going to be a 12 episode series and it's basically him <laughs> it's obviously him uh taking hey, how long have you been planning this 
Here, this sounds like the film Spotlight, but with Nightcrawler. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, it does. It basically is, right? But he's like, he's yeah, trying to expose it for what it is and take down this Pope who is obviously a mutant who's using his powers to control these people. Um, Just like other Popes? Aye, uh, well, essentially, yeah, but like he's an actual, an actual mutant, so he, he has the power to control people um, not just by like his words but like by his mind powers mind powers <laughs> so and mind bullets that's telekinesis Kyle the part the, the, the reason why Nightcrawler is so well the reason why I chose Nightcrawler was because he's the only one that's recognised to have religion in like the sort of world um, to, well, to have a strong a strong like um, case of religion so I thought that would be quite interesting to look at not only has or probably like some flashbacks to like his past about why he's so um, like why he's so Catholic basically what he was brought up like and things like that and then you know seeing yeah. how it's evolved and how the Catholic Church has evolved and why he needs to take it down um, I was going to say like basically Pope Justice along with telling all these people what they need to do like all these weird sacrifices and things like that as well he basically depicts Jesus as like a rebel and he uses he uses that image of Jesus being a rebel as like an excuse for these to like tell these people that they're doing the right thing. Do you know what I mean? So like, uh, it's basically so instead of Jesus being this like all loving like person who like done all this great, he basically paints him as like the the Antichrist. Um, so how if he's like telekinesis and he can like control people's minds? How's Nightcrawler like immune to this? Like how's he fight? Because it, it's not it's not like mutants. He's just controlling like general population. So, oh, right, so he can't control mutants. Oh, right, well, it's not it's not that he can't control mutants. It's, I, I, don't, I haven't really thought of the loophole there, but it's like obviously <laughs> there's obviously certain people who aren't affected by it. He's not. He's got Excellent. like I mean, he's got like a, <laughs> no, no, but he's got like a main focus like. The, the Pope has a main focus where he's trying to attract specific people. Um, so for whatever reason, maybe because it's something in Nightcrawler's past, as I said, like he maybe was like because he's so so Catholic, he can't see any other way or something like that. Right. You know, he's nice. like basically basically Catholicism was beaten at him when he was a child, so like maybe he can't actually see his religion any other way, and maybe that's why he's so sort of immune to it. So Jack Night, hates Nightcrawler's real power. Is- Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Once again, yes, the yes, power yes, of Jesus is the most powerful superpower of all. Like, it, make, it makes it, it, makes it so Nightcrawler's cool. a lot so the last rebel. It would be called Nightcrawler Faith, <laughs> Faith in the Shadows. Ooh, You've actually thought so far into that. <laughs> there you are. Wait, be I, excuse me. I literally said this for like two hours, like Black Widow, Russian Spy, that's it. Then you started going into pilot episodes. I'm like, ah, Christ, I fucked it. Can I? Can <laughs> no, I? Hey, anyway, Mickey, let's, can let's, I go? Let's move, let's move along. David, on you go. Okay, my pick And you may laugh and think this is ridiculous. <laughs> but I. Lost! My. <laughs> My TV show will be the most successful of the bunch, and here's one. Credit scene in Guardians of the Galaxy, we see Howard the Duck has broken out of his cell by the Collector, and he's he's wisecracking, you know, you know, he's he's an annoying wisecracking figure, and he wears a suit, he's a duck in a suit, what's not to love, you know? And he's saying all these things to the Collector, and the Collector's getting annoyed. So my pitch for the TV show is Howard the Duck is going along uh, the galaxy with another captive in that institution um who is a human who's the, the human captive in the collector's collection um and he is a, a former mar- manager of walmart 
named Bob, and he's played by Patrick Warburton. So it's going to be Howard the Duck, played uh, voiced by Dave Chappelle, and Bob, the manager of Walmart, played by Patrick Warburton. David, I've asked you this already, but have you just put Dave Chappelle because you know he's my favourite comedian? You try to pander to me. That is egregious, and I refuse to answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) So the the TV show will basically be like a serialised format, and it will be like they go to like a different planet every week, all the time trying to get away from Benicio Del Toro's collector, who's trying to get them back in his collection, who's trying to get his collection back together after it was all blown up um, during Guardians of the Galaxy from his wee stupid slave girl. So he's trying to, they're trying to escape him and he's trying to uh, get them. But the beauty of this show is I can include different characters from the Marvel Universe in one-off episodes with it because they're traveling about space. Maybe one day they run into the Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe one day they run into Thor, maybe one day they run into Lazy Sith, maybe one day they turn into Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie, Uh, maybe one day they'll run into Adam Warlock and there's a lot of time Especially with uh, Fox, uh, the rights to the Fox property has been exposed. Uh, explored. I can introduce characters from the cosmic universe that they have. I can have episodes where maybe they team up with the Silver Surfer. I can have episodes where maybe they're taking on Galactus. Oh, like, they're so. Can we not all right. They're so. Uh, no, well, everyone could do that. Your shows, your shows don't, your shows don't include that. Your shows, you you've decided. You're so competitive. You've decided that your TV show is going to be Nike. Chuff is literally just saying it's his body's going to hate him if he doesn't win. That doesn't mean I can't say that there's no... Here's the problem. Here's the problem with both of your shows. And Nicky, I'd appreciate if you hear me out here because my show is the most concrete structure. Um, Luke's movie Luke's movie has been done before Mate, you're uh, we've no seen judging shows Trump, like Red Sparrow Trump, sorry, you're <laughs> no, 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 but I'm, I'm, yeah but I'm, I'm debating I'm debating against and them they're welcome they're welcome no because they're welcome to have a, uh, to say stuff about mine after they say stuff about ah, right, good point. Look, Luke your show has been done before we've seen movies like Red Sparrow we've seen The Girl on the Spider's Web we've seen all these female spy movies where they were beaten and they had to they We've had seen to films about talking animals we are friends Nick, Nicky I'm trying to speak here like it's been done and it doesn't interest me in any regard and Jack <laughs> it, 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 it quite frankly it just sounds like you hate the Catholic Church and I, I, <laughs> I um, I'm not but, against that I'm not for it, discrimination on this podcast to be quite honest please stop back to the judge <laughs> um, I think there's only one clear answer to this debate Nicky uh, um, and that's Howard the Duck can I give you short and sweet? Yeah. Right, so basically, Howard the Duck's only got one season. Like, he's eventually going to have to go back to the Collector. Uh, he he's only got one season. And they've had, like, the, you've seen the Collector in the MCU films, and he's been back in, and he's not had his collection. Like, he's just been dead or whatever he is. Uh, but, I mean, he's only got one season. He's pissed. Hey, I've made my Howard the Duck's, oh, that's right. But mine has can Howard I, the Duck with Patrick Warburton. <laughs> and I think that we need Trump, to appreciate up. that Patrick Warburton is <laughs> a national up, treasure. Shut up, you anyway. <laughs> I think I think out of the three of them, like this this has the most concrete story, like where you you're following not only the Pope and like what's going on in the, inside the church and you're seeing like how he's controlling these people, but you're also seeing like why it's affecting Michael so much and why he has to take it down because he feels like it's his purpose. He's the only one in, in the Marvel universe that has this religion. Um, yes, but but do you have Dave Chappelle voicing a duck? Right, can, no, I, I can we just can we just play a pope? I can we can, can I just make my decision, please? Right, Trough, you're third. <laughs> duck's, duck's no gonna sell, mate. 
Do you know what people said? People said that about raccoons. It's no good. I beat even have a whole series about Rocket because it's too boring. Jack, I'm afraid you're sick. I'm, I'm like beyond impressed with how much detail you put in. So that's what I, <laughs> I know. Looks fun because everyone's pure riding high on the Avengers and stuff. I was like, see if you put that out. That's a that's a guaranteed seller. Everyone's oh, gonna watch it. Just like Nicky to play it safe, eh? Not take so, a one suck. Jack, however, <laughs> that was unbelievable. Ah, no, can we just I'm like take a moment? Really right, <laughs> you realise you were you were right into that by the way. Like, however, looks was definitely the most sensible option. This is what happens when we let Nicky judge. I'm unhappy. Dave Chappelle was voicing the duck. Well done, I would like Dave Chappelle. Yours would be good as like a five. Now take your money and get off my property. I'm taking your show off you, let's be honest. <laughs> Come down with me, reference. Oh, remember that game? Yeah. What a sad little I hope you're happy. What a sad little life, Right, what are we on to next? Since I've got all this time. I'm back in the driver's seat here. We're going to talk about the Lion King trailer. Okay. Nikki, you only watched it five minutes ago. What yep. you like about it? In fact, no, it was probably like three hours ago by the time Jack started <laughs> stopped talking about the Pope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think it was three the wee lines. It was cool. I, I'm not a big fan of Lion King, as I said during our break. We're not a sort of here. <laughs> and they still are here. Nah, I'm not a massive fan of Lion King, but I just don't get the point. Like, see if you want to watch the Lion King. Go and watch Lion King. Like, who's ever watched the Lion King and went, "This is this is good, but it'd be better if it looked more like a real lion." Like, it's the same thing. Just watch the Lion that? King. I don't know. But I don't know. I looked alright. Did look so. Uh, looks... I'm kind of saying, I was thinking the same with Jungle Book as well. Like, why would you take? I was the point. Make it pure CGI and change it, but then the only thing they changed that was like noticeably different was the size of King Louie and it was so annoying because they made him so <laughs> Mate, he was so big, man. Like, like, seeing the I'm cartoon, the right, there's a bit, there's a oh. bit in the cartoon that's like Baloo and King Louie are dancing and in the actual like live action film, he's an absolute mess. He's huge yeah, and he just runs through buildings and you're like, this is just annoying. Aye, you ruined it, didn't it? I love the Jungle Book, so I wasn't watching it for those the old, I think I think the old Jungle Book is pish. I thought the new Jungle Book was actually far superior. Oh, fuck. No, it's not. It's not even a, it's not a good movie. Oh, like The old Jungle Book is like, Mowgli's here and something happens and then he meets a new animal and then Wait, something happens. Wait, that's what happens in every movie. Someone is somewhere and something happens. <laughs> no, but there's no plot. There's actually no plot to it. There's no plot to it and the songs aren't even that good. I well. think, oh, oh, mate. Oh, that's the that's... I think. Better than anyone. I want to be like you. Nah, no that good. I think the new one was far superior. But I, I, I do agree that I'm not sure if it's entirely necessary to make this new Lion King, especially when the old one is a classic. And you're cutting the best song. Yeah, it was the nineties. We make Pinocchio. I think it was ninety four. Yeah, Pinocchio. We are real donkey. What? Okay. Pinocchio. Yeah, I remember Pinocchio. Aye, we make that. Well, this podcast is fell apart. I'm no in charge, Nicky. I don't decide what they make. I know you're not. I'm just saying that I'm just. 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 I'm
Yeah, I'm really upset that they've cut the best song in the original movie, which is Be Prepared, when the one Scar sings. And I didn't realise this, right? Jeremy Irons only sings half of that song, but his voice got cut, like, went during the recording, so he couldn't record anymore. So it's actually Jim Cummings, the voice of Winnie the Pooh, who voices half that song oh, that Scar sings. And see, once what? you know that, you can't even know hear it. I listened to the song after I heard that and I just hear fucking Winnie the Pooh like singing to Nazi hyenas. It's like, it's not long after like he does the speech bit at the start, but you hear like he's pure, like, oh, you listen to it is so fucking weird. Like, oh, but anyway, uh, look, Donald Glover is voicing Simba as you brought up earlier and beyond. Nala. Pimba. No. <laughs> <laughs> do you do, do you think uh, part of the appeal of this movie is going to be like the star-studded cast of oh, Majesty? Oh, 110%. See, when the Jungle Book, the live-action one, I know we've all agreed that like, the first one's more superior, but mm. um, when that was first announced, the whole thing about it was like, oh, it was going to be live-action, that was like controversial as it is. But the cast for the original Jungle Book, the, the remake of the Jungle Book was like, uh, what'd you call them? I can't even remember. Uh, Bill Murray is Baloo. Yeah. And then there was. Christopher Walkins is. Christopher Walkins is King Blue. Yeah. And uh, would you call him Ben Kingsley? So if that was Bagheera. the worst Christopher Walken impression of all time. <laughs> I was just going to let that by, to be honest. Yeah. I, was just gonna I don't like it. Just ignore that. I really didn't think anyone had heard it, but thank you. <laughs> I started to do it and stop myself. Anyway, look hey, like cut that out in post stuff. Sorry. <laughs> That uh, sounds like a lot of effort. Probably just you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the, it was a pure big cast, and you thought, well, if it's such a big cast and it's Disney still doing it, then it obviously it would like its potential to be really good. So again, be- with this, like, Lion King is obviously is on a mantle as it is. Like, it's probably number one in most people's like best children films. Like, mm-hmm. even to this day, Wayne's have been born in 2018 and getting shown the Lion King as a first film, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so like, obviously, it's on a high note. So they've got to get people who can sing high notes like Donald Glover and Beyonce. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I just don't get why they, why they don't use all this money to get Beyonce, Seth Rogen, Childish Gambino and that together make a new movie. Why does it need to be The Lion King? Uh, why well, not just they've I, got it's the gonna be a weird, the like, to make new things? I think it's like nostalgia. Like, the nostalgic aspect and the sentiment and that. Like, Denny's watched South Park. You can't help but think, like, see when in the original Lion King cartoon, like, we've all seen it, so, like, the bit when Simba's like transitioning into an adult and he's with Timon and Pumbaa and then like see the bit when he sings from being a child and then he sings when he's an adult yeah. like it has this pure like suave like kind of like you can sing he's like big confident in himself kind of thing and that's just what Donald Glover is like I on stage and that. he's just a pure cool guy that knows what he's doing he's like pure confident so he's a pure perfect casting for like an adult Simba um, but I don't know like Beyonce I feel like they just got Beyonce because she's so famous but as an actress, or like as a voice actor, I'm like, no. I just well, don't like all Beyonce's, stuff, Beyonce's actually uh, producing the soundtrack as well, so they've got her sort of for a musical acting, I think. Um, but having said that, I don't know how effective she is as a producer because all of her songs are written by like 50 writers, so. Yeah. You know. That's, and she's part of the Illuminati. That's also true. That's also true. She'll be, Nike will be fighting her in the sequel show. <laughs> <laughs> when he goes up against the Illuminati after he's done fighting the Pope. See, by the time he actually got to the X-Men, he's been through the fucking walls by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Jack Fuck Ashley. It. I actually really liked your pitch. It's just, it's fun. I know, it's I fun. feel that, uh, I, I didn't actually put that. Use a pure arm, you must have put a lot of thought on it. I did take the last hour, so I finished the movie. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy about 11 o'clock and then I was like oh fuck about an hour to come up with a picture and I just came up Nightcrawler was my original thought because I was like oh he's my favourite and I was like fucking hell who's that? <laughs> 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 like, I've got wheelie bins and in the back of my house there's like stairs so you get the wheelie bins and you need to take them down that flight of stairs and it's all stone so you go boom boom <laughs> right. So with, with ice cream vans and wheelie bins, there's no like silence and space in. Guys, I'm going to put this... silence uh, and space in. We're going to put this show out as misery right now. I think this is uh, both our worst and best show of uh, all time. Uh, simultaneously. I've had cool. a great time. Uh, uh, I think this is uh, an absolute brilliant debut for me, by the way. Look, I think you've been great, you've been eloquent, you've been funny. Um, and you know what? You'll be back. You'll be back on the Despite show eventually. Despite Trump and that you won the competition. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's only coming back so I can beat him. Like, he's only coming back so we can play to it again. I'm like, right, same debate. I'm going to answer him. I'm going to talk again. I will win. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that because now every time we do that, and Nicky's judging, he's just going to pick me over you every uh, single fucking Well, I time. think we're going to do, we're actually going to make I want the pitch, pitch battle. I think, I think we're going to announce <laughs> this officially. We're going to be doing four pitch battle shows a year, and we're going to have like a, a pitch battle champion as well. So, <laughs> so, so <laughs> you, you look, you might have got yourself in the running there, uh, but I'm very competitive and I like to have something to play for. So, uh, you know, you'll be back, like you'll be judge. back in fact. Yeah, you like being the judge because you like that power and you like misusing it just to make me unhappy. Yeah. This you know. uh, podcast has got like a sexual undertone to it about power and spitting and yeah, all and, sorts. And, and, <laughs> and Catholicism. Catholicism <laughs> comes up a lot. Um, you know. Oh, I forgot to mention as well. Uh, we're going to dedicate this episode to Stanley, uh, who, oh, who passed away. <laughs> Don't ruin like what could have been a nice moment for a nice guy. Uh, Nikki and Jack will be back uh, next time uh, when we talk solo Star Wars story, uh, and that'll be fun. Um, looking forward to it. So I'm my way back to bed. Trips. See you right. later on. Right. Bye. Thanks very much. Cheers.